Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on the newest episode of Superhero Fatigue. I'm Christian Cook, joined by my co-hosts. Ren Malone. And Jacob Helker. And today, we're going to do something a little special. We started off... Keep going. We started off just doing, <laughs> uh, you know, we wanted to do every superhero movie in order by release. But we've decided, you know, it's more enjoyable to listen to a movie review podcast of movies you've seen. And so instead of doing like Spider-Man or Wonder Woman from the 70s, we want to move forward and do some stuff from the last decade or two. Jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah, I don't know how many of you guys have seen the Wonder Woman television pilot for a failed series or (laughs) the Spider-Man also failed. Well, not failed pilot, just pilot for a terrible series, but yeah. Uh, yeah. One season series. Yeah, yeah. I we just we've been thinking that it's kind of two, a two seasons. Was it two seasons? That's worse. Somebody two green, very short. Somebody greenlit a second season of that of ass shaken Spider Man. So anyway, that's why we're taking care of that. All right. Well, uh, without further ado, let's get a little spooky and talk about Ghost Rider starring Nicolas Cage. Oh, the facial yeah. expressions that Christian is making while he's making his introduction. They're hilarious. His eyebrows are going every which way. I'm very excited <laughs> to be in charge of an episode. Can you imagine a Ghost Rider movie like from the 70s? Like I don't, these other movies that we've watched so far? I don't want to. <laughs> when was Ghost Rider? When did he come around? Uh, I don't know. I think the 60s. I'm not positive. Probably like around the time of Easy Rider or something like it, it that. It would have been. It would have had to have been after the comics code was abolished because there's no way they would have allowed Ghost Rider to exist whenever the comics code was around. Uh, yeah. Actually, when Ghost Rider first came out, you know he was pretty tame overall. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he hunted down demons and stuff, but with the power of the devil, though. Well, Mephisto <laughs> wasn't officially, if I remember correctly, wasn't officially described as being the actual devil until a few years later. I think there's definitely enough there to scare some parents. Yeah, oh, for sure. A lot of parents at the time. (laughs) Yeah, but it was the 70s. Everybody's mom and dad were a bunch of candy asses. My mom and dad were uh, kids in the (laughs) 70s, so he wasn't talking about you guys. Yeah, my my mom and dad were kids in the 70s. Love you, mommy. Love you, daddy. Aw. Um... Okay, so this movie opens with a motorcycle stunt show at like a carnival, <laughs> and uh, it's a the main character Johnny Blaze and his dad. What, what's his dad's name? Um, Bart Blaze. Is I it think? Bart? Is it Bart? Really? Uh, Barton Blaze. Okay, that's a little yeah, bit better. Yeah, <laughs> Bart Blaze. Okay, but I mean, this is the opening. <laughs> Bart Blaze, mall cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been sad for a character named Bart to die in a movie. I'm just imagining a mall cop on a Segway with flaming wheels and a flaming head. He grabs a little 15-year-old shoplifter and look goes my eyes. Blart Blaze. But, I mean, this is the part earlier when I was talking about how they screwed up his, uh, his origin story. This yeah. is the part I was talking about. In the comics... Before, before the podcast? Yeah. Okay. In the comics, his dad you know, didn't have a name. Uh, in the comics, Johnny Blaze's dad died when he was a child and his mom ran off with his little brother and sister. And so he was adopted by Roxanne Simpson's family. She left 
him and yeah. kept the other two kids? Yeah. <laughs> it was real messed up. <laughs> what a horrible person. But he got adopted by Roxanne Simpson's family, and so the guy who died was uh, Roxanne's dad, Crash. And so it's similar. Crash. Bandicoot? Simpson. Crash Simpson. Boobadica. <laughs> now I'm imagining like a couch uh, gag or something at the beginning of that <laughs> Crash story. Simpson. <laughs> Ghost Rider. <laughs> That's a motorcycle revving. <laughs> you notice at one point in this movie, his motorcycle is just sitting there revving itself yeah. as he's walking up to it. Yeah. yeah. There's no clear sign physically that it's revving at all because it wasn't on set, I'm sure. But they include that sound effect, and it just seemed really. And I think, yeah, it was unnecessary for sure. Well, I mean, this whole movie's unnecessary. No, this is a piece of art for people who hate artistic things. This is a this is a second superhero movie written and directed by the same guy who did Daredevil. Ugh. This. Oh man, I didn't even I didn't even make that connection. Yeah, that makes so much sense. It does. Yeah. man. Garbage. Now that I'm thinking, the parallels, even in like the camera angles and everything, the parallels in the direction is it is noticeable. Now that I think about it, yeah. And the Mark problem... Steven Johnson should never touch another superhero property no, again, not... <laughs> or even Hell a no. film property. <laughs> he the the problem with a lot of it too is that. These are superhero movies coming out like when the craze was kind of really kicking off. Yeah. And there had already been some pretty good superhero movies or pretty decent ones. This is post the X-Men trilogy and uh, the first two Raimi movies. Yeah. And so there's no excuse for like this movie. <laughs> there's no excuse for this. Yeah. A lot yeah. of others that came out around the time. But, Fantastic um, okay. Four. Yeah. Let's do it. So anyway, they're, they're at this uh, motorcycle stunt show. And um, Johnny Blaze, the main character, his uh, girlfriend is there, and her name is Roxanne Simpson, played by some girl that looks like uh, a Raquel young... Welsey, I think is her name. Okay. That's weird that you know that. I only I... know that because I looked up to see if Roxanne Simpson was in the sequel. Oh, and oh, so oh, okay. it had the okay, two actresses. Although, I, I will say. She looks a lot like a young Eva Mendes. She really does. They, they, oh, I yeah. Think they did no, the, young, the young actors job. thing, the young actors that they did, they were good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they look appropriate. Well, okay, um, they, were, they were appropriate. I don't know if they, they were They look good appropriate. Either. Yeah. <laughs> their acting not, is, I mean. It's not worse. Everyone's acting is pretty much on the same level well, throughout I don't know. this I feel whole like, movie. Uh, I feel like young Eva Mendes's acting is way better than older Eva Mendes's, who is acting like this is her very first movie ever. I think the problem is that with a script like this, the dialogue they're given, there's no way for anybody to shine, like, for their good acting to come out at uh, all. I what good I acting? I guess. <laughs> Except, like, there's no good acting in it because the material that they have is just garbage. I guess that makes sense. And the direction sense. That's is garbage. True. Mark Steven Johnson takes actors who are good at performing and he ruins them. Ben Affleck is a great actor. Okay, he was hold horrible, up. Horrible, and I think I think he's a great actor. He's ben given... Affleck's a great director. Depending on the writing, I think he's a great actor. I think he was great in uh, um, the one with Matt Damon, and he's super smart. Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. He was great in the town. Ben Affleck's acting depends entirely upon the director. Uh, it's the same with like James Franco. These yeah, guys okay. give like really terrible performances, unless. They have someone who's guiding them. Properly, I don't know. Zack Snyder's a really horrible high. director, and Ben Affleck was still the best part of BVS. 
I we'll get there to that one. I don't want um, to. Anyway, I felt like Roxanne Simpson is like the Abner Smith of this movie, <laughs> in that no one with that name would ever be played by Eva Mendes. Yeah. <laughs> Roxanne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just clearly, and you said uh, before we started recording that she's like blonde. Yeah, she's just a normal blonde woman. Just a in the blonde comics. white girl. Yeah. yeah. But I don't have a problem with Eva Mendez playing the part. No, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. It's just maybe she's a bad actress, so she shouldn't play the part specifically. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's another one whose acting depends entirely upon. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever I I don't I wouldn't classify her as a bad actress. Yeah. She's just either pretty good or pretty bad. I enjoyed her in the other guys, but I haven't haven't seen seen Eva Mendez in a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so they do their motorcycle stunts and stuff and then they treat it like johnny's trying to show off or something really all he's doing is he successfully lands the stunt and he's like kind of showboating or whatever for the crowd which is exactly what you would expect from yeah. someone at a show yeah, like that. For sure. he is a motorcycle stuntman yeah. at a carnival he's a man who puts on red white and blue leather and jumps through fire yeah, i think like... showboating is kind of in the job description <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah and he he hits like a rock or something on his on his motorcycle that causes him to swerve a little bit and his dad's just shaking his head like that's because you were showboating, but it's just <laughs> that's, like it could have happened to anybody. That's, it was just that's because a rock. you were showboating, son. I trained to be a performing stuntman, and he says, "You're a hot shot, ain't you, boy?" Because eventually his head will light on fire when he turns into a superhero. Oh man, lots of heat jokes. Yes, all lots throughout of all this kinds movie. of element jokes. There are water jokes. There are air jokes. There. are wind jokes whatever the element is that someone possesses get ready for every single pun you can possibly make everywhere man it's pervasive through here speaking of that later in the movie when blackheart's henchmen show up and they're rock water and air yeah i really wished uh the water dude had also been a fire guy because then they'd have earth wind and fire well that's already ghost riders thing and that was a terrible joke i guess get out get out (laughs) um I'm going to cut you entirely out of this podcast. Do every it. line. Every line. Do it. Don't even think about it. Just do it. <laughs> oh. Beep, boop, beep. Done. <laughs> Rude. He was he was cutting you out via rotary phone. <laughs> <laughs> Dial Christian out. <laughs> um, and then his dad is just giving him a bunch of crap. The whole, like you're supposed to feel sympathetic for this character and feel like Johnny's doing something wrong, but there's nothing about what he's doing that seems wrong to me at all. Yeah. I was throughout the whole, like very beginning of this movie, I was thinking like, Oh yeah, the dad, I didn't think the dad was going to die because I thought he was going to be like, not a villain, but like an antagonist almost like kind of a deadbeat. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then, and then yeah, he turned, he's this totally tragic figure later on. Like you're supposed to feel like terrible that he died. It's like, no, you don't get to be an asshole for this long and then be good for like two hours. I wonder if it has anything to do with the writer director just sucks at his job. Yeah. I don't, I don't think <laughs> yes, so. that would be it. <laughs> but I've got in my notes, Johnny's dad is a dick. That's, that's all. <laughs> oh, he, yeah. For the first part of this movie, he's a huge dick. I will so, say, you know, one thing that was discomforting about uh, the his dad was his dad 
obviously he's a heavy smoker yeah and he has cancer and his dad smokes the same cigarettes that i do which freaked me out a little bit really yeah just a little (laughs) he says son everything you do in life every choice you make has a consequence Johnny's dad, as he coughs his ass off and lights another 50 cigarettes up. <laughs> like Before passing out in front of the TV with a beer in his hand. <laughs> seriously, what a hypocrite. Guys, he's a carny. Let him unwind. And then Johnny, as his dad's coughing, he throws his dad's cigarettes away in a trash can that's less than 10 feet away from his dad with a loud, like, thud as it lands in the empty trash can. <laughs> Just so, what a pointless gesture. Um... Anyway, Johnny asks if he can take Grace for a ride sometime, and I thought he was referring to taking his girlfriend on a motorcycle ride until she walks in and he says, hey, Roxy. I was like, oh, she's going to be his saving Grace because that is exactly the oh, kind of cheesiness man. I expected from this movie. Oh, but that that makes sense even though because, like, uh, the motorcycle is kind of... It's kind of like his saving? I don't so know. Stupid. I don't know what this guy was thinking. I... But the motorcycle's name is Grace. Yeah, I I like to think that at some point in this, in some point in the planning process, like the pre-production, they had this thought process, and somebody said that stupid ass thought aloud that I was gonna say, but it's so stupid, (laughs) I don't even want to say it out loud. Fully, (laughs) you guys know what I mean. And somebody thought that and put that in the movie, so live with that for the rest of your lives. Yeah. So uh, uh, Johnny takes. Roxy out to like they just go hang out in a field by a tree that they've he's carving like what does he carve Johnny he plus carves Roxy. J plus R and then I think he I swear he he writes the number names, four though, he? no he just writes J plus R and then I think he puts the number four and then E V A so it's J plus R oh, for no. Eva Eva <laughs> I mean he's a carny. You know, he can't take her to a nice restaurant. That's another thing. The carnival that they're working at is, like, she says she's leaving town. That's what she tells him. But. Don't carnivals leave town? Isn't that what carnivals do? Exactly. (laughs) I was like, what what carnival just stays in one place? Is that even a thing? This is a permanent carnival. (laughs) (laughs) I think they call that an amusement park. I think they do. Um just a real shitty amusement park. <laughs> but she tells him that she's leaving town and it's yeah, so he, they they make plans to meet up or whatever yeah, later on. Yeah, they're they're meeting up to like to run away together because yeah. yeah, her parents are making her leave town and say that he's a bad influence. Which so if you're going to cast a bad influence, don't make him be Nicolas Cage later in the movie. <laughs> Because Nicolas Cage looks like he flips burgers every Friday night for all of his kids' parents, or all of his kids' friends' parents. And, of course, to stop their plans uh, running away, Johnny digging in the trash. He's throwing away his dad's cigarettes again, I think, and he finds a paper from the doctor that talks about how the cancer that he has is spreading. By the way, what doctor doesn't make a phone call to let you know that you're sick? Who just sends a letter? <laughs> it's like getting a, it's like getting a, what, what, not an acceptance letter into college, but what are they, what's the opposite of Rejection? that? Rejection? I was like, man, this is not the first time my if mind has doctor, gone completely blank tonight. If I was a doctor, I would only give diagnoses by snail mail and they would all be prefaced with, I hope this reaches you in time. 
Mine would be like you have flesh eating disease. You have Ebola. Mine would be like every movie rejection letter where it starts like maybe they got in or something. Where maybe you don't have cancer, but then you totally do. But then you have to stamp a giant red stamp that says rejected on the bottom of it so that the camera can quick cut to the bottom of it just so you can skip the body of the letter. Starring Justin Long. (laughs) Rejected. Starring Justin Long. I'm imagining now someone sitting at a desk, like getting the stamp, and they hit, and Indiana Jones is somewhere, like breaking into the floor, and so it makes a loud clanging noise every time they do it. <laughs> um, so <laughs> he finds out his dad has the cancer, and uh, the devil shows up, and it's Peter Fonda because Dennis Hopper's dead, and Jack Nicholson wouldn't be caught dead in this movie. Oh, no way. <laughs> And the oh devil, God. Peter Fonda. He stops next to an illustrated sign of the devil and says, "Far out." <laughs> and that's that's when you really know with this movie what you're getting. That's into. your introduction to the primary antagonist, who is Satan. Who's yeah, one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel universe. Not just well, not even just in the Marvel universe. I mean, he is literally Lucifer. He's the devil, and his first lines in the movie are far out. Well, Mephistopheles, Christian, please get your get your demonology in check. Hey, in the Marvel Universe, he's also Satan. Get it in check. <laughs> and his uh, shadow is a cartoon rabbit. Because <laughs> he passes by a door and, like, lightning... Or, uh, he passes by the side of the tent and lightning strikes or something, and it illuminates and shows that he's got this... A different shadow than the person walking around, uh, which is always stupid. In that movies. is always stupid. Peter Fonda re- framed Roger Rabbit. It, <laughs> yes, it looks like that. Um, it certainly does. Anyway, he offers Johnny, he can save his dad, uh, cure him of cancer, if he gives him his soul. And he'll come back later to collect on that and in some form. He hands Johnny the contract, and Johnny does not agree he doesn't say yes he just opens the contract and accidentally cuts himself this the, this movie is set in motion by a paper cut yes he cuts himself <laughs> on a he, yeah he gets a paper cut and the devil before johnny can say anything just yanks it away and rolls it up and goes that'll do and then just you know shuffles away yeah i don't think that contract holds up in i don't court. think so i'm pretty sure if i was signing a contract and i slipped like my hand slipped and i somehow wrote my full signature that contract would still be null. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If I were a judge, I'd be like, really? You signed your full signature? <laughs> but Look, the, the least the devil could have done was give him a, like a Hello Kitty Band-Aid or something. Yeah, you know? <laughs> oh, that looks painful. <laughs> Ugh. Ouch. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, keep in mind there's bad acting going on yeah. through all of this. Oh, yeah, it's pervasive. So he heals Johnny's dad of cancer and then immediately kills him with a motorcycle <laughs> crash the next day. It's like, this is like Calypso from Twisted oh my Metal God. tricking somebody. Literally in here, I have Johnny approached by Calypso from Twisted Metal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I was thinking about it too. 
Ghost Rider is like the love child of Mr. Grimm and Sweet Tooth Absolutely. from Twisted Metal. I was thinking almost that exact thing, man. There's no way those video games weren't inspired by this character. Oh, man. Bit. Absolutely. I'm surprised there wasn't somebody with a... I was about to say I'm surprised there wasn't somebody with a flaming head in the Twisted Metal games. There definitely was. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, so... Johnny's supposed to leave with his girlfriend, but something to do with the, the contract with the devil uh, makes him not care about her as uh, much. But the devil suddenly. explained that he would kill anybody he got close to uh, romantically. And then Johnny, in the biggest dick move I've seen in a <laughs> long time. He goes to he the drives, tree. <laughs> he drives out there in the country. In the and it's pouring rain. It's supposed to be noon when they're meeting, and it's just pouring rain. And she's waiting for him. And he just looks at her and drives off. Yeah, like, if you're gonna bail, don't go. He le- don't like, even go. Don't dangle yourself in front of her, you asshole. Or give her a ride. He does. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, just, he doesn't even say, "Hey, I'm not going," but I'll give, give you a lift back, back to your the, parents. Yeah, <laughs> just leaves her there. Obviously, but, she doesn't have. How did did she walk out there? Because there's know. not a car not or bike or anything. He forgets to flip her off, though, before he drives away, which <laughs> Just is unfortunate. forgets to fart off the road into her direction, and then... There can only be one scene where Ghost Rider is soaking wet and also flipping someone off. Only once? Oh, does he do that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That happens? He flips someone off. When he's off. driving away from the cops later in the movie as Ghost Rider, and he lands in the water and then comes back out, he flips him off as he drives oh, away. Oh, he does. He, he really? does. He does. Oh, yes. my goodness. It's yes. garbage. Jeez. So, I guess after that, what do what we cut to him as an adult? No, not yet. He's got to have that conversation with the devil. Because he's driving down the street. The rain's mysteriously cleared up. The devil shows up in front of him and he like skids off the bike and dies. The devil resuscitates him and says, that's before he goes to see her at the tree. Is though. it? I'm pretty sure oh. it is. But he says, I can't like, yeah, you're no I good can't to me let you die, dead. which I mean, sets the precedent that uh, Johnny is immortal for that's the rest of right. the film. Because then he grows up to continue doing motorcycle stunt. Rides he grows up stuff. to be Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> that's that must have also been in the contract. <laughs> you have to be you have to grow up and look unremarkable forever. <laughs> look, you can have my soul, but don't make me be the dude from Con Air. Which is funny because he is so like cut in this movie. Yeah. He's in ridiculous shape and still he looks just Which I don't understand why he got into that ridiculous shape. He does show. look doofy. <laughs> Johnny Blaze is not a superhero. He doesn't need to be super cut up or anything. Isn't this is and this is minor, but isn't Johnny Blaze blonde? In the comics, too? Yeah. I just... Well, I not blonde, but lighter hair than Nick Cage I don't Cage understand has. why they cast Nick Cage in this part. Because Nick Cage is a giant comic book freak who named his firstborn son Kal-El, and he was campaigning to play Ghost Rider. There's just nothing about him that... Is good? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you gotta remember, it's 2007... So it's still early enough that Nicolas Cage's name was putting uh, people in seats. True, true. He hadn't quite become a living meme yeah, yet. He's, yeah, he wasn't a gigantic joke. Yeah. Quite yet. He wasn't broke. So Johnny grows up to be Nicolas Cage, and he's still doing crazy stunts. What does he do in the first stunt that we Oh, he jumps over semis. Yeah. Yeah. Like 18, 18 wheelers or something. Yeah, but he, something he misses. He, he doesn't land it and then skids for like 
200 yards. Right after landing on his neck. Yeah. Yes. Directly on his neck. I mean, he hit so hard, his plastic visor in his motorcycle helmet shattered like glass. Yeah. And he's still alive. Yep. Without a scratch. And he's got his buddy there with him, uh, Mac, played by Donald Logue. No, no, no. Played by the dad from Grounded for Life. Played by Sean (laughs) Finnerty. Yeah, played by Sean Finnerty. <laughs> also starring the dude from the one party scene in Superbad. There's not a lot of great actors hey, in that and, show. Hey, and also starring woman who I had a weird crush on when I was younger. The blonde girl or their daughter, the redhead? The the blonde the blonde woman, the, his wife. Yeah. Oh, I thought y'all were talking about Ghost Rider. I, I realize now you're still talking about Grounded for Life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Classic, that's what, that's classic what the, television. That's exactly what the listener is thinking right now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is a Grounded for Life episode. Remember, remember that show? <laughs> if you've ABC ever seen Grounded for Life, members. it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not pretty horrible. good. Everybody is, I think, supposed to be Texan in this movie because they yeah. do eventually go to Texas yeah, where I think so. uh, Johnny Blaze has a home. And nobody in this movie is convincingly Texan. Oh my God, Man. Johnny Blaze, least of all. Yes, oh, Nicholas Cage. God. Yeah, he will. He'll drop his accent. He'll start a line with his accent and then drop it by the end. Or sometimes we'll begin it without the accent, and then pick the accent up later in the middle of the line. And his accent, the accent itself. I mean, barring the fact that he's constantly dropping it, but when it's there, it's so bad. Oh yeah, it's not good. It's like a slightly refrained version of his accent from Con Air. Yeah, just very slightly. Yeah. Literally, I mean, all three of us are from Texas. Do any of you know anyone that sounds like that? No. Absolutely not. Nope. Not a single human being in this state. And they're on a tour bus, I guess. He's successful enough that they have a big bus. And uh, he's talking about wanting to do a big big stunt for the anniversary of his dad's death. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> In kind the of, stunt world, I guess that makes sense. Uh, the but his dad did die doing a stunt, though. Yeah, I mean like, it's a good marketing ploy. I guess, but, man, it's a little insensitive. Yeah, it's like <laughs> well, his like, dad was gonna, an ass. Remember? I'm just saying, if if my dad died by falling off of a boat and drowning, am I gonna have like a wave rider or wave wave rider wave runner wave runner? Am I gonna have a wave runner race to commemorate my father's death at the location of his death? You better. <laughs> <laughs> And his supposed best friend offers him a beer, and he he says, uh, alcohol gives me nightmares. And then he pours a martini glass of red and white jelly beans. (laughs) And that's a recurring thing a little bit. Not just a little bit. He is, when they they go back to his house later where all his bikes are, he's got just glass jars everywhere of jelly beans. And I think he says, you want a jelly? Yeah, yeah. Don't slang Gross. the word jelly bean. And all, why is that a thing? I don't remember if that was like a thing Johnny that's Blaze be, did in the no, comics. No, that's got to be a Nicolas Cage tick that he added to his <laughs> character. Just you know, it'd be interesting if my guy only ate jelly beans. That is Nicolas Cage trying to act and add like backstory to a character that yeah. doesn't need and, backstory because he's been in hundreds of comic books. And, not to mention Nicolas Cage. He throughout the movie, he eats the jelly beans by tipping the martini glass into his mouth, 
And it's gross. And he just he it grosses even me out the that. way that he does it. Yeah, he, he just, just swallows that. <laughs> yeah. He's drinking jellies. Yeah, if you're going to just swallow jellies. them, then just do pinto beans. They're way cheaper. <laughs> That's also gross. I'm just, but they're smaller too, easier to swallow. I got you, Nick. His friend needs to guide him into alcohol with like jello shots. <laughs> yeah. Jelly just... shots. Just call them jelly shots, and he's like, oh, well, this must Ooh. be okay then. <laughs> Made you some lemon jello, <laughs> Nick. Nicholas Cage moves to a new city, like, I gotta find me a guy to deal me some J. <laughs> Some J. <laughs> Yo, oh, is man, this I Candy Palace? <laughs> I ain't gelled in. I ain't gelled in two weeks. I'm blazing tonight. Oh God, that sounds Ew. exactly like a joke that would have been in this movie. Do you guys think he eats hot cinnamon jelly beans? I think he'd mm. after he becomes Ghost Rider. It admittedly, it would have been funny if instead of jelly beans, he was eating like uh uh what are they called? Fireballs. No, the the little they're. They're like jelly beans, but they look like a cone, and they're cinnamon. Mike and Ike's, but red hot. Red hots? No, no, not red hots. Red hots, whatever. A yeah, they cone? look like Mike and Ike's, but they're cinnamon. Huh. Red hots are the little, the little hot tamales. Hard ones. Hot tamales. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. If he had a martini glass full of hot tamales instead, that would have made me chuckle. I would have thought that was a pretty good. That joke. would have been an appropriate joke for this movie. I'll say that much. Yeah. Look, it would have made me chuckle in context, at the very least. So he sets up this big stunt where uh, something his dad said before he died is that he wanted to jump a helicopter. And so uh, Nick Cage rebelling sets up, against his dad yeah. jumps like 20. Yeah. I think there are like six. Well, there's a lot. To me, the way that they shoot it, it makes it look like there are like 30 helicopters. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe I should have looked at the wide shot, but it. It looks like he just keeps passing over helicopter after helicopter honestly. after helicopter. Um, so he he is about to go do the jump and runs into his girlfriend that he left behind as a kid, who or as a kid, it's like a teen, and she has grown into Eva Mendez. Which, talking about that for a second, you know they're the same age at the beginning of the movie. They're both 17. And And then one grows up to be Eva Mendez, and one grows up to be Nicolas Cage, who's 10 years older. At least. No, like, for sure. For sure? Yeah, Yeah. we looked it up. He's 53, she's 43. Yeah, his hair in this movie's not fooling me about his age. No. His wrinkles aren't fooling me either. (laughs) Yeah, Nicolas Cage, he's a man who looks his age. I guess you could argue that he's lived a really hard life, like, with these stunts and like and the jelly beans he is <laughs> <And> immortal <laughs> night after night just going on he jelly binges die. i know he can't die but that doesn't mean he can't look like he's lived a hard hard yeah, life i guess but still it's stupid <laughs> look i've seen i've seen people that lived a hard life who are at the age he should be at and they don't look like nicholas cage that's for damn hey and hollywood if you're listening which i doubt you are because why would you um Start casting actors and actresses of like the same age range. Yeah, just you know, hire better casting people. Yeah, period. Pretty much. Yeah, it's like that movie that came out a couple years ago where uh, Emma Stone and uh, Bradley Cooper were a couple, and Emma Stone's like in her twenties still. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, and also she was supposed to be like half Hawaiian or half Chinese or something. Yeah, in that movie. something like yeah. that. Nope. <laughs> Bob, like Bob Weinstein, you you have a mess to clean up right now. You're going to want to start off by getting on the good side of he's, people. Uh, he's got his hands full. He does have his hands full right now. Yeah, which... he's got a dying company. Yeah, uh, yep. yeah. I'm just saying, you want to revitalize that? It's not going to be Pottington Bear 2. 
that does it. <laughs> it's going to be hiring better casting people. Oh, Paddington. <laughs> Ren's, been, Ren's been talking about it for months. Um, so, yeah, she's a reporter, and he never does interviews. It's like a thing for his character. He doesn't do interviews before or after his stunts or whatever. But because it's her, uh, he does an interview where he's basically just, like, telling her she looks great and hitting on her and stuff like that. Uh, there's really not much to her character. What's the law uh, in movies where if a girl doesn't talk about anything other than a guy, like, they oh. fail? Um, or they have to have some dialogue that isn't centered around a man. Either way, her character is, like, the antithesis of that because all of her character is about this guy that left her when she was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, not just everything that she says, but everything she does is about regaining the relationship with this guy who did a few shitty things all in a row. Yeah, yeah. like right after the stunt, uh, he, he lands it successfully, and then he chases her down in her news van, and he's doing like silly stuff on the highway and almost gets himself killed or run over or whatever, and he asks her out on a date. No, he doesn't just ask her out on a date. He looks her dead in the eyes, and ladies and gentlemen, I am not exaggerating. The line is delivered just like oh, this. Oh, man. Uh, do you still like Italian? Oh, man. That's how he yeah. asks her out yeah. on a date. I, yeah. I blocked it. That's the sky poem of this movie. <laughs> it is the sky <laughs> see, poem of see this movie. See Superman from 1978 for the sky poem. Yeah. Don't don't see it for that, but yeah, just YouTube that scene and then never look at anything related to that scene again. Yeah, it's the yeah. worst bit of dialogue in this movie. Uh, it's, you by still the way, like it is the it is the Bechdel test. Bechdel. Yeah, and it doesn't just right. require that a woman talks about something other than a man, but two women talk to each other about something other than a man. There's only in one woman in this movie. Yeah, and she spends the entire movie humping the leg of a guy who has been a dickhead to her for ten years now. And he asks her out, and he kisses her. Like, yeah, you don't do that with someone that you abandoned twenty years ago in or the something. rain. <laughs> yeah. Like he yeah. drove out it's and looked like at her. And you guys waved weren't and... torn apart by like extenuating circumstances. You did this, and then she accepts the date right after he kisses her out of nowhere. Come on, and then on the date. He stands her up because he is uh, ghost rider. Currently, yeah, he's he's turning into ghost rider for the first time, and she's at the restaurant getting kind of drunk, and she grabs the waiter and she's like, "Am I pretty or something like that?" And it's just and the waiter is... looking at Eva Mendez, who, regardless of her acting ability, is beautiful. Oh, she looks gorgeous. at her and yeah, goes, she's "Gorgeous." Well, I don't know. No, he he doesn't go. I don't know. He goes, eh. Like, dude, that's ever, dude. This woman is beautiful. She is. This woman's a vision of a person. This no. is a woman who should not still be single. Like, I mean, <laughs> she could do whatever she wants with her life, of course, but like, still be waiting around for Johnny. Yeah, Blades but to come if, rolling if this woman, <laughs> yeah, if this woman wanted to have, if this woman, if this woman wanted to have a relationship, she could, she could take her pick of relationships that's that she what could this have. Loyal... You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what this movie boils down to. Eva Mendez is hung up on Nicolas Cage. <laughs> what a garbage it's, movie. Oh. Uh, it makes no sense. We were just about to skip over our first introduction to uh, Blackheart. 
Oh, yeah, the villain oh, of the movie, yes. Blackheart, played by... Uh, Wes Bentley. Wes Bentley. He is dressed just like Hot Topic. He is. <laughs> Circa just 2006. Like Hollywood <laughs> needs to... I mean, they, they are starting to, but they need to really get over this idea that some guy with black hair in a trench coat is at all intimidating. Because that's never been a scary Wes thing. Wes Bentley ever. is not yeah. intimidating at all. He walks up because the first time we see him, he's got the dumbest sideburns. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to this like biker bar where like this biker dudes out there and this little blonde waitress. It's comes like they're out. trying to do a Terminator yeah. intro for yeah. this character, and, then and it Wes does not Bentley work. Bentley shows up and he's supposed to be the son of the devil and everything, and he just goes, "Hi, you're gonna have to give me that now contract." It's the, he's not scary at all. He's really not. He's and the dialogue and the acting co- combined are just so painfully bad. I like to think that they they had terrible writers for the rest of this movie, but for his uh, dialogue in particular, they contracted out and hired like a sixth grader to write his, which is all like it's all and be his acting coach. Yeah, he, yeah. he talks like sixth grade emo fiction. Or like like sixth grade emo poetry, like the darkness will consume you. This yeah. world's gonna be mine, y'all. <laughs> okay, he doesn't talk like whoever that guy is. The performance artist from Family Guy. <laughs> yeah, <I think>. yeah. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not that tone of voice, but it's it, bad. It's just y'all don't want to give me ugh. the worm. Well, that's okay. I'm just gonna <laughs> take it with the contract. Just a little contract of Sam Madrazo. <laughs> I hate Blackheart in this movie so much. Yeah, he's awful. Because he's horrifying in the comics. He's a badass. And he just yeah, Instead, they turned, him, they turned him into Wes Bentley. Bentley. The, yeah, Wes Bentley. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to come up with, but it's not as descriptive as that. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> they turned him into Wes Bentley. So, he, yeah, he, he goes to this bar and he kills everybody there. And then the devil shows up and wants him to stop, basically. Um, and he doesn't want to stop. So the devil activates Nicolas Cage the ghost rider <laughs> the devil go. activates nicholas cage in a, we're we're watching a movie where that sentence is not only applicable but very true <laughs> <laughs> it's like an asset for his organization it's yeah it's activate. so stupid activate nicholas cage <laughs> and then fight club style credits start and the real movie begins oh that's another thing we didn't know. Oh, yeah, the Fight Club credits. <laughs> yeah, the opening credits for this movie. The, are garbage. Yeah, it's just like driving with... Fl- it just it looks terrible. It looks like your mom knows you like video games. She doesn't know what kind of video games you like, so she went to Hot Topic and bought like a Hot Topic brand race car game. Yep. It's just darkness and fire. I don't know if that's a thing. Nope. Hot Topic has never sold video games. I, I Believe me, I would know. I'm fully aware. I spent plenty of my youth in yeah, Hot Topic. Yeah, I did lots of Hot Topic when oh, I was in boy. high school. I had striped and gloves in high. junior high. Yeah, I also oh, had striped. Did you really? Oh, my gloves yeah. were striped and fingerless. It was, striped an, omen. It was an omen for Christian, not so much what for me. What am I in the company They were black and pink striped. The devil activates Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds, it sounds like a like a J.R.R. Tolkien uh, like a chapter title. 
the devil activates, the devil activates Nicolas Cage. Cage. <laughs> the devilation of Cage. Nicolas Cage oh. is the last boss in uh, Devil May Cry. Oh, man, I wish. I would love that game if I got Lord. to kill Nicolas Cage in it. Or Dante's Inferno. And there's some flimsy reason in this movie that the devil can't go and get Blackheart himself. It's it, literally the only reason he ever states is... While he's talking to Blackheart, he says, I'm not as powerful in this realm. And then Blackheart's like, well, I am. He's, yeah, he says, you know you can't hurt me here or something. Never, yeah, never there's, clarified. There's no exposition involving it. It's like they gave all the exposition to things that are stupid. Oh, wait. And then remember, none of it to things that I would be interested to hear. I remember what it was. The devil lost his powers on Earth when uh, Carter Slade defied him. Oh. That's the beginning of the movie. The caretaker. The Ghost Rider. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that, I I remember that now. Which is still stupid. Which is still stupid, yeah. Yeah, and obviously it's overlookable because we all forgot, and we just watched the movie. (laughs) Overlookable, folks. We'll talk about that word later, Christian. I don't, why do we always have to talk about my words? (laughs) They they introduce the bad guy, and pretty much immediately Ghost Rider goes to confront him for the first time. Which, and I'll admit, you know... When Nicolas Cage first turns into Ghost Rider, I don't hate that scene. Like when he's just reeling and screaming and stuff. Ugh, man, I I, I hate Nicolas Cage's screaming in well, that yeah. scene, which is stupid as hell. Yeah, because Nicolas Cage has never been able to scream ever. Not the bees. Not the bees. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. You bitches! You're all bitches! bitches. Oh, that, man. oh, man. If you guys haven't seen the remake of Wicker Man... Do yourself Don't. a f- no hell no. Do yourself a favor and watch that today. Yeah. it yeah, is hilarious. Honestly. It is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's a movie. That's a movie to watch while getting progressively drunker because it is hilarious. So Blackheart summons these guys to him that um, they're like other demons, I guess. I don't remember their names, but one's a rock dude, one's a wind dude, and then. That nasty, nasty uh, water guy. Yeah, one uh. is supposed to look like he's a water element guy, but he just looks like he's covered in grime and sweat. It's yeah, yeah it's it's literally just uh, a guy who walked out of Hot Topic and someone just spritzed him <laughs> yeah. with water. Yeah, he's, he's constantly not... got water like and falling just, out of his mouth. Yeah, though. they have a yeah. little bit of like dripping noises and stuff all the time. Yeah. He's gross. Hey, I want to look at somebody <laughs> drooling. And it's not intimidating. It's just nasty. Yeah, Ghost Rider shows up to fight him. And gets he, his ass kicked at first for like a second. Yeah, we, but I mean, this like is something that was mentioned hung. before we started recording. Jacob, you said there are no fights. No, in this no. there aren't any fight and scenes. It's true. It's, yeah, whenever somebody fights, it's like there's like a punch thrown, the chain gets whipped or something, and then there's like a one liner, a one liner, and then you see Ghost Rider realize, oh, this is how I can beat him. Special then he beats attack. Him. Oh. Yeah, special attack and fight. He That's just pulls it. it out of his bag of tricks. Each, this isn't, each fight takes yeah. less than forty seconds. This isn't even. So, you know, Ghost Rider's most iconic things are his motorcycle, his uh, spiked leather jacket, and his chain. Yes. And his flaming skull head. Well, yeah, but, you but, know. but his equi- <laughs> equipment-wise, those are the three most recognizable things. The chain, the jacket, and the bike itself. There is an origin story for all three things in this movie. Like, he doesn't just have any of them. They all have their own backstories yeah, attached to Yeah, he has to, to grab the chain off of a building or something, and it's... 
It's stupid. Well, oh yeah, because he's because he's like wrapping it up on the on the helicopter. Well, no, remember? no, because he's this is during the fight scene with the oh, rock yes. dude. Yes, he get, the rock dude like throws him, and the chain wraps around his neck, and like he gets hung. He got they lynch Ghost Rider, and then he is not at all hurt from that. Of no, course, no. He, he like, like plays dead figure. for like 10 seconds, long enough for the dude to walk away and go, that was a piece of cake. And then 20 seconds later, the guy is yelling, please have mercy as <laughs> Ghost Rider kills him or sends him back to hell. Because that's exactly what the fight scenes are like in this movie. It's like a little tiny minuscule bit of opposition Just and then scuffle. total annihilation. Yep. Ghost Rider literally faces no threats in this movie. He, Not even Blackheart at the end. No! Well, well, we'll talk about it, but man, Blackheart is the worst offender of all of these. It's gross. Um, so he beats that guy, and then the others run away, I think, or yeah, something. They they're, run... they're already gone by the time he's yeah. done focusing on that and one so guy. And so he's just, like, riding down this alley, and then he sees... Oh, that's right. He sees the mugger. He see, Yeah, he sees this mugger mugging this uh, goth <laughs> chick. She's a hefty uh, gal. Mugging... mugging uh, Rebel yeah, Wilson. Yeah, mugging emo Rebel, Rebel Wilson. Liter- not, we're not, not just a girl who looks like Rebel Wilson, but one of Rebel Wilson's first accredited film roles is Girl in Alley. In Ghost Rider. And it's awesome. Thank God it was her first and also last role where the entire joke of the movie wasn't, I'm so fat, isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't. It's not, there's not really a fat joke. Yeah. There. No, no, they never make a reference a to the fact that she's overweight. And yeah. she is speaking in an American accent. Yeah, like I noticed. Pretty, that's I, why I didn't believe at first that it was Rebel Wilson. A pretty solid think, American accent, too. Honestly, if you hadn't told me that it was her, I don't think I would have known. I only I know because this. I looked up the cast list while I was watching the movie yeah. because uh, um, I thought it might look a little bit like Rebel Wilson. But then I was like, no way. No way. Sure enough, Rebel American Wilson. American accent, goth. Mm-mm. But so, so he like grabs the dude and he pushes him up against the wall. And this is the first time we get to see Ghost Rider's like big finish move from the comics. You yeah. know, the penance stare. Penance stare. And it's bad. Yeah. It's, it's trash. It's bad. And I don't know if they should have named it in the movie, like called it the penance stare. Because it makes it sound like a finishing move. Like, it that's, makes it sound like wrestlers. That's what I wrote down, do. is that it sounds like an anime attack. It, uh, it's like... Three episodes later. Just one more episode later. Oh. Tear! <laughs> he yeah. literally oh, man, just, that, like, picks that got him loud. up. <laughs> that got loud this... on the audio recording. Oh, <laughs> in this stupid, like, gravelly voice, he's like, Look into my eyes. That was nope, not a gravelly not voice at all. <laughs> you know that gravelly voice? Look into my eyes. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime gal. <laughs> I've been smoking for 20 years. That's what that was. <laughs> Is that Mickey Rooney? I don't know. Uh, is Mickey Rooney still alive? No, no, Mickey Rooney died a couple of years ago. Okay, yeah. we only thought we, only, we Rich Christian only said Mickey Rooney because we were talking about Phantom of the Megaplex yesterday. It's a Disney Channel original movie that weirdly enough had Mickey Rooney thrown into it when he was like eighty. 
Weird. It yeah, was weird. He was in Night at the Museum, too. Yeah, yeah. he was one of the best Night parts the of Night at well. the Museum. But, but what a weird role for him to, to go to go for. You know what I mean? Movie Mason weird. in a, the Disney Channel original movie, Phantom of the Megaplex. Great, great, great movie. One oh, of my favorites. for sure. God. Okay, um, anyway. So, yeah, he does the penance stare, and... All of the graphics in this movie are terrible, by the way. Trash. Whether he's like driving the the horizon or like a landscape around him, it's all clearly just cobbled together in a computer. Oh, and for sure. Just it does not look good. None of it does. And every time Blackheart is like looking at the camera, his face does like this sort of uh, like he starts to have the appearance of Blackheart from the comics just a little bit. It's like the the look of the demons from the devil's advocate, how you see like this like toothy de- demonic face or something for yeah. just a second, but it's just layered over his closed mouth. And I, just... I call it Bilboing. It is named after Bilbo Baggins from fellowship of the ring. Also known as the scariest scene in movie history. I thought you were talking about the other Bilbo. Oh, well, Martin Freeman, Bilbo. Well, he's been in a few movies. I didn't. I thought they might need the specification. <laughs> just, no, I'm saying that Bilbo is. Oh, oh he was just character. being a douche. No worries. <laughs> um, but yeah, terrible graphics. Uh, so Ghost weird. Rider wakes up the next day and Sam Elliott is standing over him being very Sam Elliott. Oh, man. Where, is there like any other mode fail. for Sam no. Elliott? No, there's no. not. No. Sam Elliott looks like he lives his life calling everybody he's ever met partner. He is. <laughs> his uh, mustache is curling into his mouth. No, his mouth is attached to a mustache. There's just, he is a sentient mustache. Oh, okay. There's no differentiation between his mouth and mustache. They've both always existed. It was you who pointed out, like, in this movie, his beard almost touches his eyes. Yeah, his beard is growing yeah. up, and it's less than an inch away from his eyeball. He's just like, this guy is kind of the... Scruffy and gross. He, I don't know about gross. But he I is very scruffy. Gross. He, he, I'm I, scruffy. gross, like... I would say scruffy, for sure. He looks like he hasn't bathed recently scruffy <laughs> scruffy the janitor what really bums me out about sam elliott is first off i love sam elliott yeah me too, I do too. loved him my whole life i've watched yep. movies that he was in since i was very very little he's my favorite western actor way more than john wayne and he is completely not only is he wasted but for some, i don't know if it was the way he was delivering or if it was what they had him do but he is almost completely unintelligible throughout most of this part of the movie. Well, that like, I can't understand what he's saying in hardly any of it. Every other line, he's smiling for some reason. That's just Sam Elliott. Well, yeah, yeah he's doing like that wry, like, well, who got your partner? <laughs> <laughs> he's very... Sam Elliott's just like the embodiment of cowboy culture. Yeah, he, for sure. He's Sam Elliott. The positive aspects of cowboy yeah, culture, no, I should don't say. Don't get me wrong. I love, 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 love Sam Elliott. But he had some issues here. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. That's, would, that, he's agree. the one I was mostly talking about when I said that uh, Mark Steven Johnson takes good actors and makes them bad. Oh, man. Because in this movie, example. Sam Elliott's a good actor, but he's so bad in this movie and he's just mr exposition that's all he's there for and even in scenes which we kind of discussed a little bit where you already know what (laughs) you already know what's happening you've already been told or you've seen it and he's still telling you what just happened yeah 
Like, he tells the Ghost Rider, or, well, Nick Cage, what the Penance Stare is. He tells and calls him, it the Penance Stare, yeah, he which tells is him dumb. What Ugh. the Ghost Rider is, and blah, blah, blah. And Nick Cage talks to this dude for, like, 45 minutes. It feels like. Yeah, and I, then, feel like, I feel like this scene went on too long, for sure. It did. Yeah. But, I mean, like, he he's there, like, movie time-wise. Uh, it's like a five, ten-minute oh. scene, but, like... In, in the movie's universe, he's only there for, like, 45 minutes actually talking to him. And then leaves, and all of a sudden, he's the expert in what's happening to him, and he knows everything. Pretty much. Because, I, like, this is the part where he shows up at the crime scene, right? Yeah, to see exactly what happened. Because yeah. when, he, when he turns back into Nicolas Cage uh, from the Ghost Rider, he doesn't really remember a whole lot of what happened at least not at first yeah he regains it a little bit later on and yeah he's just seeing all the damage because when he first turns into ghost rider he's just driving like 200 miles an hour through this town and everything he drive past melts or explodes in some way just so much collateral damage oh yeah it doesn't like it he seems pretty ineffective as a hero yeah considering he can save someone's life but then probably destroy some livelihoods and possibly kill people just with the fire coming from his motorcycle. Yep. He kills a lizard. Yeah, oh, yeah towards the climax. He does kill a lizard. He just bursts into flames. <laughs> Poor little guy. Just a regular lizard. Regular CGI lizard. Poor innocent guy. Poor innocent guy. So he... Poor computer-generated guy. He goes to the crime scene, and of course, Roxy is there. And last that we saw of her, she was stood up by him because he turned into the Ghost Rider, and yeah. she's very upset with him. And their relationship reminds me a lot of like Courtney Cox and David Arquette in Scream, but he's the more kind of uh, persistent one. Well, but he's very earnest though, and she's just kind of being a little sassy to him. She's she's kind of blasé until later on. Uh, until later on, you know, she's... She's a jerk to him, and then she just walks back into... Or she walks into his place yeah, and exactly. apologizes. Yeah, and you don't even really see her having a realization, like, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't have ended it that way. She just, like, ends up there and is, like, begging him and... Literally, because the there's scenes nothing are else back for her to character back. to do. It's, huh? it, the scenes are back to back. She yells at him at the crime scene, and then the very next scene is him at his house... And she comes up the elevator, which she calls a lift because they're in England for some reason, apparently. Everyone in this movie kept calling it a lift, and that made me mad. That's not what you call it in Texas. It's an elevator. <laughs> a lift. It's the up a machine. Lift. <laughs> I saved your lift. <laughs> no, you didn't. Okay, continue. And I just needed a marker just in case. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, the very next scene. Uh, she yells at him, and then he's at his house, and she comes up the elevator, and is like, hey, I'm sorry. Sorry. And then she tries to make out with him. Yeah, she grabs him and starts kissing him because she's had a taste of that Nicolas Cage face and can just you, can't get enough now. Can you imagine what those lips taste like? Ugh, sweet, like sweet like Nick noise. lips. That's going to be hard to hear on the podcast <laughs> later. It's just going to sound like I go, can you imagine that? Aww. Uh, <laughs> lips taste like <laughs> um 
Oh, before she shows up, though, he is lighting stuff on fire. He's oh learning how to throw. God, he's yeah. a firebender. He's just yeah, throwing he is flames bending around. Fire. Literally, yeah. in my notes, I wrote, Nicolas Cage is Fire Lord Ozai. There has never been a good scene in a movie where someone lights candles with fire, like, nope. magically. It always well, cause, looks and like... the dialogue he does it with is so stupid. He, like, stands there and holds his arm out in front of him and goes. Like, like he's uh, holding up the like skull of Yorick. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, I'm speaking to the fire element within me. Give me control of your spirit. And then his hand is on fire. And then she comes up and he has to just throw the fire away. So he just throws it at the wall. He has to throw Thank the Thank God fire there were those away. candles there to catch yeah. the fire. Apparently. And she says, is something burning? And he's like, oh, I think it's the neighbors. They got a new Hitachi. <laughs> Why not just say... <laughs> There's there's candles right there. Christian, oh, what? I need to tell you that you mean hibachi because hitachi is something very, knew, very different. Oh, no. I knew what I said as soon as I said it. Oh, no. As soon as I said it, I was like, oh, that is not what that is. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's just a nasty smelling burning plastic. Yeah, that brings a whole new message. Yeah, I think the neighbor got a new hitachi. Sorry. <laughs> Is there something burning? Friction. God. Friction. That's disgusting. Uh. <laughs> like, look, they've Lord. got a really sore back, okay? Uh, yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. They need that back personally massaged. Yep. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> And she apologizes and kisses him and everything. And doesn't he like, oh, he tells her that he's the ghost rider. And... Yeah, well, because she asks. She's like, so why did you stand me up? And he says, I yep. turned into a monster. <laughs> I sold my soul to the devil. I don't know why I did it. Yeah, and of course, you know, she doesn't believe him because who would? And so rather than summoning fire like he just did right before she got there. I think he is struggling with the idea of I I can't let her into this part of my life because she might die. But he tells her. Yeah, he tells her everything. He tells her straight up. I'm a flaming skull that kills stuff at night. (laughs) I've said I think maybe he just decides... Yeah, this isn't going to work. This is a bad idea or something. I don't know, man. That's... But it's it's stupid. In, con- in context, it just seems kind of flimsy to me. But yeah. maybe maybe that's what What's-His-Name was thinking of, and the director. And he's leaving her again. So he left her when they were teenagers. He left her. He stood her up the very first time that he saw her. In, like, 20 years. And left her at the Italian restaurant <laughs> by her sale. <laughs> and now he's like he wanted to go play leave. with the neighbor's new Hitachi <laughs> so she's she's given him the option to either oh I need to check you into like an insane asylum or something or whatever you call that nowadays not an asylum but um, Jesus <laughs> a mental hospital yes <laughs> an asylum a nut house apparently the okay. kook crib the what? <laughs> I wanted. I don't remember Wait, what I, can, I was going for. I can for. beat that. The elemental hospital because oh, everyone in this movie is like God. Fire and water and 
earth. And that actually made my stomach st like you know that feeling that you get when you're in trouble at work or something, and your body feels kind of hot and cold at the same time. <laughs> That's the feeling all over my body that that joke just gave yep. me. I thought of it, and then I decided not to say it, and then Christian said that, and so I thought I had this a, is my chance to be a hero. You should never have a joke that somebody else has a negative physical reaction to. Thanks, Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like exactly something that he would say as Ghost Rider. Yep. Going to the elemental hospital. See, that's gravelly, Christian. <laughs> We're he's going also, to the elemental hospital. He's also, uh, this is around the time in the movie where he walks past a mirror and starts like jumping at the mirror and making faces and stuff. God. He looks at the mirror and clicks his teeth. He goes, <laughs> and then does that, like a pig nose and looks at the mirror again and goes, this is Nicolas Cage acting. <laughs> no, that's Nick. That was actually them filming Nicolas Cage getting ready to play the ghost Rider in his dressing room. And they were just like, Oh, that's believable. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like this movie's version of Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man standing on the rooftop, trying to make the web come out of his arm. Fly. But they fail miserably yeah. in this movie. It's yeah. That horrible. joke, it's supposed to be funny. And the joke completely falls yeah. flat. Uh, and then, you know, Roxy leaves. So, oh, and he walks outside and gets arrested by the he gets by the cops. Not just arrested, but surrounded. Like they don't even come to ask him some questions. There are just eighty cops there. And their excuse is that someone riding a motorcycle caused a whole lot of damage with fire, much like the pyrotechnics in his show. So it had to have been him. Had to have been. And they arrest him on that. When that only makes sense. <laughs> and so. And the jailhouse acting, I think, was the low point for me in this movie. <laughs> it was pretty odd. There's oh a guy, God. some guy wants to kick his ass because he lost 10 bucks. He wants to kick Nicolas Cage's ass because he lost 10 bucks on a bet that uh, Nicolas Cage would crash and die during one of his stunt shows. Man, isn't that coincidental? What kind, I, I don't mean, if you're a stunt writer... It is amazing what you do, and I could not ever do it. Yeah. But let's not pretend that stunt writers are world are world famous, and everybody who sees them is like, oh my god, that's Carnival Stunt Rider. Because of course they don't. Because <laughs> Everywhere that's he goes stupid. in this movie. Everywhere he goes, people are calling him, oh, oh my gosh, are you, you're Johnny Blaze. No, I don't. I, you know, I know who Evil Knievel is. I don't even know what he looked like. I have yeah. no, I have no idea. Him, clue. I know no he wore way. red, white, and blue things. I have no clue what he looked like. I would not. If he came back to life and was standing in front of my house right now, I would look out the window and just call the cops because I would have no idea that that was Evil Knievel because nobody probably, does that. I would probably call the cops even if I did know it was him. <laughs> if he knew it was zombie Evil Knievel. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, there's a zombie in front of my house. Evil Knievel's here? And I know yeah, he's... I thought he was dead too. <laughs> I know he's dead, so either he's a miracle or he's a zombie, but either way, I would like you here. <laughs> but this guy, he lost 10 bucks on this bet. This is the origin story for the Ghost Rider jacket. Oh, no. <laughs> We're here. And so he, all the guys in the jail cell start swarming Nicolas Cage to beat him up, except for one guy. This who, little like, black he's, kid. Yeah, he's, he's a very, like, he's young. He looks to 15. Else. Yeah. And Why who, is he in this holding cell with a bunch of grown-ass adults? What kind of holding cell has 20 people in it? <laughs> so... They all just start grabbing him, and Nicolas Cage starts cracking up, and his eyes go really wide in that Nicolas Cage look that you've got in your mind right now. He was just also excited. Him, also him getting ready in the dressing yeah. room, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then he turns into Ghost Rider and like in an explosion of fire that knocks all these guys out, except for the one innocent kid. And the dude who uh, um, started the fight. Because oh, he yeah. picks him up. Yeah, he gets the and penance like stare. That's right. Him. Yeah. That's right. He gets the, the old penance stare. And he, he looks at him because when Nick Cage was first thrown in this jail cell, uh, the uh, the dude and the other dude in the leather jacket, the dude who lost ten bucks, was like, "Hey, you're Johnny Blaze. Nice jacket." And so Ghost Rider takes this guy's jacket and puts it on and goes, "Nice jacket." And then it's got these little iron studs along the top and i guess he uses his demon magic to make them spikes and on his like and yeah, yeah and on, on the gloves, gloves. Yes. sort of man what a great use of of power of otherworldly power of you know hell you know, i just imagine that's actually that's uh that's actually johnny blaze in his head like you know would look pretty badass <laughs> well i mean i'll be honest the I'll, jacket i won't spikes the jacket <laughs> is you know it's character accurate it Ghost Rider's it is. jacket is pretty iconic. But if the guy could have just been wearing a like a Mad Max looking jacket, why that, that would have been fine. Why, why does the dude even have to be wearing anything? Just have the jacket that Nicolas Cage oh, already per- has. I guess he's a performer. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah. could be a costume. Although it would have been, it would have made it pretty easy to identify him then. <laughs> True. Oh, you know that shit that you wear? Well, there's a criminal running around wearing that, so. That would yeah, actually have made would, sense. Well, it doesn't matter. They would matter. actually have good cause <laughs> yeah. to arrest him, possibly. So, in order to keep it stupid, we have to keep it this way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, he deems the innocent kid innocent and melts the bars and walks out of the jail. And when he gets outside, a cop runs up to him and just smacks him in the jaw with his baton. Which smacks the shit out of police him. brutality. Oh, absolutely. Which breaks the skull. I mean, to be thing. fair, he's yeah. looking at a dude who is a walking skeleton with fire. It's the way it's uh, the way it's shown in the movie, though. It, he doesn't come across as a threatening person, <laughs> although he is, he a, is skeleton a skeleton that's, that's on, on fire. fire. <laughs> he's walking away and the cop just runs up. Hey. And as soon as he turns around, he just smacks him right in the face. I'm just saying, whenever I'm playing a video game, were I to see a skeleton on fire, I would assume it was an enemy first. Probably. You're <laughs> yeah. right. You're but right. I'm not a cop, so whatever. And then he just shakes his little bony finger at the cop, <laughs> tells him not to do it. Can be Matumbo. Yeah, which goes, is which is uh, good, because uh, uh, it it's just the cop doing his job, mind yeah. you. He's just trying to attack Flame Skull Man. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, he hops on his bike and rides off. And all the cops start chasing after him. And then he, like, drives off that bridge to escape, and he lands in the water. And he comes up out of the – they're, like, looking over in the water, smoking Yeah, it's like a everything. river. Yeah. And he comes up out of the water and is driving on the water and just flips the cops off. He just flips <laughs> it, them it's off. It's almost like the movie was like, hey, you know, these are police officers. We need to be respectful. You know, we don't want him to, like, kill this cop or anything like that. And so he had him be like, shake his finger at the cop and then leave. But then it completely negates that later on where he flips off a bridge full of police officers. <laughs> this demon like the, uh, from hell. I feel like a lot of a, a lot of the bikers in the audience probably appreciated that. <laughs> Just you have a bunch of hell's angels sitting there watching the movie going, hell yeah. It's because they had spent the rest of the movie being pissed off that he was like, Nicholas Cage isn't a biker. <laughs> hey, uh, hell's angels. Please do not hunt us down and kill us. Yeah, we said we lived in Texas, but we were kidding. We live in Oklahoma. 
Yeah. Look for us there. <laughs> Just burn Oklahoma to the ground trying to find us. Um, Disclaimer, do not burn anything in Oklahoma because of this podcast. We disavow you. We're kidding. Sorry. Meanwhile, Wes Bentley's sideburns <laughs> are at a church looking for... He's looking for this contract that contract will give him... San Madrazo. Sure. That'll give him, like, all the powers. It'll be hell on... Hell on earth, uh, <laughs> Sam Elliott says. And this this priest has an Italian... An uh, Italian accent. <laughs> an Italian He's, accent. like, straight out of Italy. Italy. And he walks in, <laughs> and he's like, can I help you with something? And... Wes Bentley as Blackheart goes, forgive me, Father, I have sinned. You need to rewatch the movie just to get a good impression of Wes Bentley's voice. Yeah, but it's funnier this way. That's missed the mark. He just turns to the side and goes, I've sinned a lot. Oh, and then uh, Wes Bentley sends the the clout, the smoke guy, yeah. smokey dude, after Ghost Rider. He's, he's just smoke. He, no, he's just air. Because he's, he's got the light. You can't catch the wind. Yeah, but he's still smoke. I don't know. I think he was just air. Either way, Ghost Rider breaks wind. Um, uh. God. <laughs> this is another This is another 10-second fight scene. Yeah. And yeah. it's, in my opinion, is the worst. It's the worst defender. It's, oh, I can't yeah. touch this guy. And then Ghost Rider lights his chain on fire or heats it up and just spins it around yeah. in a swirly and vacuums up the guy. It looks like he, he go yeah, he ghostbusters this guy. No, not just ghost <laughs> it looks like he opened up the Fenton thermos. Oh my god. And the box ghost is getting sucked <laughs> in. I am the box ghost. Sorry, it's a Danny Phantom reference, Ren. Okay, that I was, was like that was Danny Phantom came out when Ren was like out of high school. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I did not grow up. Man's on that. older than us. He is a little older. Um, older. Oh, and then the cops see Ghost Rider again, and that's when they yell, "Prepare to fire!" But it sounds like pedophile. Oh my god! Yeah, I've he heard it goes, three times now, and every time he goes, "Pedophile!" and it just sounds like he yells, "Pedophile!" <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" That's when he should have flipped him off. <laughs> no, what I'm the, not. What the hell, man? While they're shooting him, he should have been double flipping him off. <laughs> Meanwhile, Wes Bentley is beating up Sam Elliott. Give me a break. <laughs> Wes <laughs> Sam Bentley. Elliott could tear Wes Bentley limb from limb. And Anyone he's so could. obviously not landing these blows yeah. with his boot. It's just, it's so yeah, his, poorly he's shot. To, he's supposed to be kicking Sam Elliott, but the impact is off screen. The foot is off screen, and the part of the back that's getting kicked is off screen. At one point, you do see the foot like going in front of the face, but it's like it's, it's clearly a bit like off. six inches away. Yeah, from yeah. The it's face. a it's a wrestling <laughs> kick. What in the world is that noise? We took a short break for a second because uh, there was a piece of plastic caught in the vent on my fridge, and it was, sounded like a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> scared the shit out of me for a second. <laughs> me too. I didn't know what it was. Um, so Wes Bentley was beating up Sam Elliott. Yeah. Ha. <laughs> and uh, and then he kills Donald Logue, who's still in this movie. And oh yeah. Um, once again, Wes Bentley could never in any universe beat up Donald Logue. No. Yeah. No, he he looks like a pretty stout guy. Yeah. And again, Wes Bentley looks like a hot topic clerk. So. Yeah. And Ghost Rider shows up and finds that Roxy's, like, getting murdered almost by Blackheart. 
who wants the contract and go he knows that Ghost Rider can get it somehow. And he tries the pennant stare on him and it doesn't work. Because he has no because soul. Because he to burn. has no soul. I oh, have man. no soul this, to this burn. Scene for me is the worst offender for his lines because he just does he does one liners, but he does like he does them one after the other without pausing like like six of them right in a row. What is he saying? He's calling him like hothead or something. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> I got no soul to burn, y'all. It's it is so stupid the way that he's just like I have no soul to burn, and then, uh, like. And Nicolas Cage is quiet throughout all of it as as he just lays line after line after line after line. And none of the lines would be good by themselves, but they would at least be one-liners by themselves. This is the closest the movie gets to a good fight because it's just like blow after blow of terrible, terrible pun. (laughs) (laughs) That took me a sec. Um, And all of this dialogue is unnecessary and horrible and more landscape shots that are bad. And so uh, Ghost Rider goes and finds Sam Elliott, sees that he's been beat up or whatever, but mm-hmm. he's, he's, but he's okay. But he's Sam Elliott. Because the devil's son spared his life for some reason. <laughs> can um, he not kill him? Is that... Oh, I'm sure he can kill. Oh, well... Because I don't know. He's still oh, he's got a the... Ghost. Because, the, yeah, it's revealed that uh, the caretaker, Sam Elliott's character, is, is... Carter Slade, the original, at least in the comics, the original, original Ghost, Ghost Rider. And so I don't think he can kill him, and that must be I why he's no him. idea. No, he didn't kill him. He can kill him. Uh, the Ghost Riders aren't immortal unless the devil makes them immortal. Uh, he's able to. He can kill Carter Slade, but he needs him alive because Carter Slade well, knows where the contract of later. Sam the devil goes is. to get his powers back from Nicolas Cage, and he refuses. Yeah, but the devil is weak on Earth. Blackheart isn't, but I he see. keeps Remember? Carter Slade alive because Carter Slade knows where the because contract is. He has all of his father's strengths and none of his weaknesses. I got none of your weaknesses. Uh, stupid. Stop that, Christian Cook. That's what he sounds like. You quit that. No, no, it is not. It's Nobody in this movie sounds like that, sounds Christian. Like. Jeez. So, uh, Sam Elliott has just enough strength left for one last ride. Not even in the way that, uh, you know, like Jacob explained earlier, uh, you know, it's not, you know, yeah, I can come do this with you, I guess. It's... No, literally, I can turn into the Ghost Rider one more time. And after this, the countdown timer is going to go, and that'll be the end of it. Yeah, we've talked about this a couple of times. It's like he has a magic meter, and he just has a little bit left. Like, Was there a specified number of times you could turn into the Ghost Rider? And you don't get to see him fight anybody. He literally rides his horse, which turns into a flaming horse. Uh, with Ghost Rider through the desert and just takes him Which, to where Blackheart is granted, in Mexico. I don't even, yeah, in in, in uh, San Madrazo, Mexico. That's and what he's the like, "Well, is. that's it for me." And then he just f- fades. Yeah. Away. The thing that makes me the maddest is that in the comic books, uh, Carter Slade is a comic book character, and he was the original Ghost Rider. But once Johnny Blaze become the, becomes the Ghost Rider, Carter becomes uh, what's called the Phantom Rider. He's uh, he's not like a skeleton or anything. He's like stark white with like a white cowboy hat and a stark white horse and everything. And I would pay so much money to see a scene of because you see them riding together. But it looks like Old West Ghost Rider and Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. I would pay 
I would pay so much money to get to see a live action scene of Ghost Rider riding with the Phantom Rider. Honestly. Because I'm a big old geek. I would have just paid more money to have Sam Elliott fight in this movie because can you imagine a cowboy Ghost Rider with like a flaming six shooter? That would have been badass. That would have badassed up the last scene significantly, which as we're about to get to is not badass. (laughs) It is not. Um, And he tells him... (laughs) He tells him his last bit of advice to Johnny Blaze is stick to the shadows. With your flaming skull head, just yeah. stick to you the are shadows. You are constantly on fire. If you stick to the if you stick to the shadows, you'll be invisible except your head and hands. Oh, wait a minute, guys, we're and, stupid. And back. Well, and well the sun's about to come up. He can only be Ghost Rider in the dark. So he's saying stick to the shadows as in make sure you're in the dark as long as possible before the sun comes up. I don't think he's uh, saying sneak around. I don't know about that. That's. I still think that's a dumb line. It makes more sense in that context. Yeah, it's still a dumb but line. But it's still a stupid line. Yeah. <laughs> it is a stupid line. And so uh, he's on his way, and they, they're in the middle of the desert, keep in mind, and then suddenly there's just a big old swamp all around. Yeah, like a nice little bog. The village swamp. <laughs> With, like, croaking frogs and lily pads and everything you can imagine. And uh, the nasty, nasty wet guy shows Ugh. up. To try to fight him. And immediately gets his ass kicked, of course. Right away, he pennant stares him in like three seconds. Yeah. Exactly. It's just, it's, what is the point of any of this? Yeah, look, if you're going to, if you're going to do this, don't make them three villains with powers. Make them henchmen. Make them little demon things. Or something you give them like cool that. powers and then they can't do anything with their powers. Exactly. Yeah. It's stupid. Literally man. the one who gave him the most challenge was the wind dude. Yeah, because he yeah. couldn't grab him at first. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't destroy him for a second. This yeah. guy's plan was to pull the Ghost Rider underwater and then get killed. He's he's got no <laughs> internal organs. He oh shoot! Breathe. I shouldn't have looked right in his eyes. Whoops. And uh, so then he finally shows up in the little uh, ghost town. I guess it is San Madrazo. Um, San, how do you know that? <laughs> Because they say it they like say forty-eight it like damn times, times yeah. in the movie. I could not remember that name. Like I, they kept saying it, but I was like, I mean, Sam Elliott was saying it in his under his mustache. It was a little bit muffled. Um, Wes Bentley said it a bunch. And then what happens? Uh, Wes Bentley, like an idiot, Ghost Rider actually brings the real contract yeah. there. This is a good opportunity for him to bring a fake contract. Well, the contract. first thing he says is... Oh, and Wes Bentley has uh, Eva Mendez. Yeah, uh, you know, Wes Bentley looks at Nick Cage and says, if you turn, I'm going to kill her. And so he pulls out the contract and he says, I got this. And he says, all right. And Nick Cage is like, let go of Eva Mendez first. The contract, by the way, was hidden in Sam Elliott's shovel because he's like a grave caretaker. Yeah, like yeah. He, that's why he's called yeah. the caretaker. Yeah, but like he's like, he, if you release the girl, I'll give you the contract. And so Blackheart, like, throws her into a wall. Like, she's still a human. She still <laughs> definitely has at her. least a broken back. She should, but... And then he goes to hand him the contract, and, like, Wes Bentley grabs it and tries to take it, and Ghost Rider's like, uh-uh. Just like in high school or something, like, yeah. faking like you're going to give somebody something. And then Ghost Rider gets kicked anyway or whatever and Wes Bentley reads whatever from the contract reads he, what is the line it's he so stupid opens it up and he goes 
the contract of San Madrazo. Something Participate. in Latin. I am participating. I'm just looking at my notes. It's something in Latin. Something in Latin. Spirits, souls. I think it's come Cla to me. It's Clatu Barata Nictu. E tu Brute. Spirits, <laughs> souls, come to me. E tu Brute. <laughs> and e so like. E tu Brute Tambien. <laughs> Puedo ir al baño. Somewhere, somewhere, Senora Gray was just listening to this and covering her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> covering her eyes. <laughs> Her eye, eye, eyes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was terrible. That Senora Gray was our high school Spanish teacher. <laughs> yes, she was. Well, not mine. I only had her my freshman year. Her eye, eye, eyes. <laughs> my oh. God. Sorry. Ouch. My just world. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> um. <sighs> So he reads all this, the scroll, and he, all these souls of like evil people. Yeah, and they look like, they look like, like leftover CGI effects from the first Mummy movie. They really oh, do. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Christian I'm... and I, and Christian myself, and I don't know if Ren did, but both Christian and myself independently made the comments that these just look like mummy demons. I was. <laughs> they look like the demons from uh, Constantine, kind yeah. of. Except they're not missing half their head for some reason. I was waiting for Brendan Fraser to just like swing in. Yes, he. Oh man, that would have made this movie infinitely better. <laughs> it's so much better. Um, and so he gets all the souls, but he's an idiot, and there's a loophole. Literally, like, 20 minutes before, he was like, hey, Ghost Rider, you can't kill me with your penance stare because I don't have a soul. Here's my grand plan. I'm going to suck up thousands of souls. Yep. And so the Ghost Rider's like, you, you idiot. I, I got you. After he gets... After he tries shooting him with a shotgun like a 20 times. A shotgun. <laughs> yeah. At one point. Well, he's like unloading when it's just a regular shotgun. Yeah. And he shoots multiple times after it should have been unloaded, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, and then he turns it into a special Ghost Rider shotgun and blows him apart. And then he forms back together in the slowest way ever. Oh yeah, God. it takes like 45 seconds for him to form back Literally, together. Literally, you know how you, you know prevent what's that? You grab a mason jar, scoop up a little piece of him, and put the lid on so the goo <laughs> can't get out. So he can't fully form. Exactly. Or you can just, you know, pick up the dude who you couldn't kill because he had no soul and burn the thousands of souls he's just absorbed. Which is what he does. Which yeah. is exactly what he does. <laughs> what he and does. how ridiculous that he didn't oh think that God. that would So happen. the pain from the pen and stare affects every single soul. And it just completely This is This is brutalizes by far. For Black me, Heart. this was the worst line in the movie. When he first absorbed the souls and delivered the Legion speech. Because he stops being Blackheart and becomes Legion. And he looks at Nicolas Cage and he goes, We are Legion. And we are many. <laughs> Verbatim, that's how it's Now imagine Wes Bentley saying that. <laughs> imagine. We imagine, are no, Legion, no, no. Imagine Wes Bentley saying it and not Christian's version of Wes Bentley. <laughs> My preferred version of Wes Bentley. <laughs> My, the worst line for me is still, want a jelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. a hey, dude, you want to get, get Jade? Kids, 
when Nicolas Cage, if he ever offers you a jelly, you say no. No, if he ever says, want a jelly, that either means, would you like a jelly, but it could also mean, Do you would want you like the jelly? jelly? <laughs> uh, pedophile! <laughs> pedophile! So, um, anyway. So he kills Blackheart, and... He's uh, making out with Eva Mendes. The devil shows up to block him. And He's like, hey, okay, thank you. I activated you. You went and got my son. I'll take the power back now. You can go live your life. You can be a normal human, the thing you've always wanted. And Nick Cage goes, no. I don't want your life. <laughs> James Vanderbeek. Varsity <laughs> blues him. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe hunting down souls was the opportunity of your lifetime. But I don't want your life. <laughs> But he does want that life. Yeah, he does. (laughs) That's the whole... He spends the whole movie like that. He's like, I don't want this life. I don't like it. And then literally nothing changes for two hours at all. And then he says, nah, I'm going to keep it. Yeah, no characters... No, no characters develop. Everybody is exactly how they were at the beginning exactly, of the movie. Exactly, because he's leaving uh, Eva Mendez at the <laughs> yeah, very end. He leaves her at the same tree! This is like four times that he's abandoned her in this in the same movie. He abandons her <laughs> at the tree. He abandoned her at the first time. Oh, that's right. It's the exact same spot. <laughs> <laughs> the spot where he told her to meet him at, then came back, saw her in the rain, and left her, and then took her back to the spot? 20 years later. <laughs> Don't you think that spot might have some painful memories associated God. with it? Hasn't she seen this coming? If you go to the tree, you're getting abandoned. Carving your name into the tree does not make it a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> Turns so, out J&R forever was not true. Not at all. And we get a little closing narration from Sam Elliott, who I can only assume is in hell at this point since he <laughs> since lost he his Ghost Rider powers. Since he's he a, sold his soul to the devil, he's he a might hell be in hell. Yes. <laughs> and like the very last shot, and there were zoom in shots the whole movie, but this was the worst one for me. It zooms in on Nick Cage's face while he's driving. You know, the, the rest of the stuff around him is all motion blurred, so you just see him and his handlebars. And then he just raises his eyebrow. And smiles at the camera a little bit. And then the movie's over. Does he turn into the Ghost Rider face at the end? No. The skull? Oh, yeah, he does. Okay. I thought just one last little bit. Yeah. Uh, And, yeah, thank God the movie is over finally. Uh, Thank God, indeed. So let's get on to the the end stuff. (laughs) All right. So the Danny Award for this movie for uh, Outstanding Minor Character goes to rebel wilson that's fine for finally doing a good job yeah. i actually thought she was funny in this movie yeah, yeah. i was fine with it i i've got it i've had a vendetta against rebel wilson admittedly for most of my you film just watching hate career. all female comedians i think no i don't hate all female comedians name one you don't hate I really checkmate don't know, i really don't oh. know that many fe- i really don't know that many female comedians you got checkmated don't make me sound like a sexist in a mass medium. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, Ghost Rider the Drinking Game. Oh, Ooh, yes. What's this one? Drink for every huge fake moon you see in this movie. That's like 30 shots. <laughs> <laughs> it's is quite this, a this is drink, not take a shot, right? 
No, yeah, no, it's, it's drink. drink. Thank God. Uh, drink every time the camera zooms in on someone's face. Instant alcohol poisoning. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Don't play this game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> speaking of faces, drink every time Nick Cage does the blue steel look from Zoolander. <laughs> That's just his face. That's exactly what. It so, is. do you drink once, or do you drink every second the movie's on? Don't don't do that one. Uh, just a waterfall. <laughs> this, here's here's a good one though. Drink every time Nick Cage points like Elvis Presley. Oh, oh okay, that's three or four times. Man, but... that is it's so <laughs> stupid and it's so out of place for me. Yeah. And every time he points, he goes, "You." And yeah. it's so stupid. It's horrible. It's uh, I also have take a drink every time he drops his accent, but don't do that one either. Jesus. You will die. Um, let's do our include a character. Okay. Who wants to go? Christian, you led. You go. Yeah. All right. Uh, my include a character is uh, Danny Ketch, the second Ghost Rider. Uh, in the comic books, he's... Uh, he turns out to be uh, Johnny Blaze's long lost brother, and he finds a uh, motorcycle with a talisman on it in a junkyard in New York City, and that's how he becomes Ghost Rider. And it's real weird and everything. In this movie, I just have him be like the rival stuntman. Is he a bad guy? No. Oh, oh, just the rival stuntman. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. Yeah, I don't need him to be Ghost Rider in this movie. Yeah. Just Danny Ketch. If I was going to include somebody, I picked uh, Lucifer, who's another one of the demons from the Ghost Rider universe, who's known as like the the Prince of Lies or whatever. Um, I think it would have been an interesting dynamic for that to be the reason Ghost Rider kept his powers at the end of the movie, like uh, that Lucifer had like I don't know. I guess Lucifer was like controlling something, and then. He would have been like, okay, well, now let me out of the contract. And then Lucifer wouldn't have let him out of the contract because he's the Lord of Lies or whatever. I just thought it would have been interesting to see another demon, like, that was on equal footing with, uh, what's his name? Mephisto. Mephisto. Hey, I need to let you know something, bud. Oh, God. It's going to be demeaning. I don't care. No, no. It's going to be comic books. Yeah, I mean, it's comic booky. They're the same guy. Lucifer and Mephisto? Yeah. They're not. They are. They're not. They are. Like, they're not. You're wrong. They are. I promise you. Literally, Lucifer is a disguise Mephisto uses. He pretends to be another demon known as Lucifer. It's one of his aliases. I don't think that's right, but that's cool. I have no idea. I okay. do. But my included character, and I don't know if I can do this technically or not, but I have a Marvel versus Capcom accurate Blackheart. I always thought he was one of the cooler looking characters from that game. Yeah. And we'll I just don't want to I just don't want to stare at Wes Bentley for as long as I had oh, to in this man. movie. Um who's your worst character, Christian? Um it's actually a three-way tie. What? Between Wes Bentley, Peter Fonda, and Eva Mendez. I could not I spent hours trying to figure out who I hated the most. And I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. I don't know who I hated more. <laughs> uh, Wes Bentley, obviously, we spent enough time ragging on him and Eva Mendez. But Peter Fonda is so wooden in this movie. Oh, yes. He's just I think there. he does a better job than Wes Bentley does. I don't know. I thought they were all horrible. They were. They were all horrible. Yeah, uh, I I just went with Peter Fonda. 
Really? Yes. I hated him. I wow. hated every single second he was. Which, mind you, I think I'd, it was a difficult choice between him and Wes Bentley for me. Um, but I think I chose Peter Fonda because he is a better actor than that. I know. I I think he's a better actor than that. I mean, he's he's not like a classic actor, but he he's better than that. And I I I just honestly have never, or I don't know of Wes Bentley's other work really, and so I don't have a gauge. But I have a gauge with Peter Fonda. What about when he says "far out" though? Um. <laughs> 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 uh, my worst character is uh, Roxanne Simpson. I don't blame you. She's just like, it's another terrible female character in a superhero movie yeah. to add to the oh, stack that we've gone through certainly. so far. Um, and one thing I noticed is that she's like the third reporter love interest mm-hmm. in the six movies that we've done now, which is just... No, just five know. movies. Oh, that's right. That's right. Episode six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she uh she's just a weak character. All yeah. Around. Okay, who is your best character, Christian? My best character was and I knew this within ten minutes, it was Brett Cullen as uh Barton Blaze. <laughs> Literally High five. Did you pick the same right guy? Over here. There's a specific <laughs> scene. It's the scene where he decides to give Johnny Grace so he can go be with Roxanne and not all the scenes where he's just being a huge dick yeah, to him. Yeah, he's got this look. He portrays, like, this parental sadness so well. Like, he's on the verge of tears, but he's able to hold it back and everything. And it was by far the best moment of acting in it's the entire funny, movie. It's funny that you that we picked this character, not because he acted well, but because he acted Yeah, in this movie. <laughs> um, out of curiosity you guys know that sam elliott was in this movie right i didn't think sam elliott did yeah a very i good didn't job. think he did a good job in this movie he was just playing sam elliott basically and uh i like him more than any other character by far well yeah but that's because i, I don't think it's really possible to hate him could you hate him i hated the dad a little bit i mean I think the dad, but but we're not talking about what character did we like the most. This is who gave the best performance. And I still think it's Sam Elliott. I don't know. Brett Cullen delivered more range of emotion than any other character because guess, he portrayed more than one emotion. I guess Brett Cullen didn't uh, get beat up by Wes Bentley in this movie. Yeah, that's so true, that's too. A, that's a big plus. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh Let's do our recast. All right. All right. Let's recast this bad boy. Starting with the most useless character, which, again, for the, well, probably the fifth movie in a row, is a woman. Unfortunately. Yep. It's not us, guys. It's them. I would say um, it's questionable with the last movie that we did, but. Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess movie. the worst <laughs> was Jimmy Simpson. Uh, not Jimmy Simpson. Uh <laughs> What's his name? Jimmy Olsen? Jimmy Olsen. I, w- I would have said Otis. We yeah. didn't recast Otis, though. Okay. Yeah. Well, just... just weakest character in the movie, but whatever. Well, yeah. Whatever. Out of the... So, I'm going to start with Roxanne, who, like we mentioned earlier, is a blonde girl in the comics. And so, I went with a good actress, uh, in my opinion, Emily Van Camp. Uh, you might know her. She plays the lead in uh, Scandal on ABC. Uh, she's Agent 13 slash Sharon Carter in uh, um, 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Captain America movies. Uh, and I think she's a good actress who could play, you know, a well-written version of Roxanne Simpson slash Black Rose really well. Yeah. Um, for the Caretaker slash Carter Slade, the original Ghost Rider, the Phantom Rider, whatever you want to know him as. Sure. I went with someone way younger than uh, um, Sam Elliott, and I went with uh, Scott Eastwood because, you know, Scott Eastwood isn't a great actor, but he's not a bad actor from anything I've seen him in. I and think he's all right. He looks just like his dad. And Carter Slade is like that old school Western gunslinger. Yeah, I see and that. And so nice. who I'm better to it. get than, because you can't get a young Sam Elliott, so who better to get than a, you know, a young Clint Eastwood? Sure. Yeah, um, I could see that. For Blackheart, uh, the way I envisioned it was Blackheart does not look like a human at all in this movie. He looks like his comic book version the entire time. So I went with one of the most menacing voice actors I could think of, and I went with Benedict Cumberbatch. Ooh, that's not what uh, I thought you were going to say. Yeah, he killed... What? I thought you were going to say Andy Serkis. No, I went with Benedict <laughs> Cumberbatch, man. Benedict, he killed it as Smaug in the... Uh, uh, Is that uh, how it's pronounced? Yeah, yeah. It's not Smog. It's not Smog. it's Smaug. I've never heard that. That's stupid. They literally that's say dumb. it like that in the movies. Well, his name isn't spelled S-M-O-G. I know, but it just it just seems dumb. Oh shit! You've only even seen like one of them. Yeah, it's I, relax. I've seen one and a half. Yeah, I'm not even the Hobbit movies. You haven't even <laughs> seen any of the movies with Smaug in them. Gross! Quit saying Smaug. That's his name. But Benedict <laughs> Cumberbatch, I thought, did a great job. You know, he sounded like a demon dragon, and that's what Blackheart needs to sound like—is a demon dragon. He don't need to sound like this, y'all. Granted. Wes Bentley doesn't sound like that, but it's funnier that way. Sure. Uh, for Mephisto, <laughs> I went with... Uh, I'm okay with Mephisto being a little more human-looking than Blackheart because he's a little more human-looking in the comics. He's just yeah. red. Uh, so I went with uh, Mads Milkinson or Mickelson. Milkinson. That's like... The, I've heard you say that so many times before. Literally <laughs> make twice. a joke about this last, last time? <laughs> I think we might have. You, it was, you guys did. It was Mads Milkerson. <laughs> oh, my God. Gross. But yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> he's a great actor. He was great in Hannibal. And his accent, I mean, he's Danish, but his accent isn't really pinned downable. To some people, he's going to sound yeah, Australian a little bit. Sort of just a different accent. And I yeah. think that's the perfect way to portray Satan, Lucifer, Mephisto, uh, the Dark One, whatever you want to call him. Sure. Uh, and then for the pinnacle, for Ghost Rider, for Johnny Blaze. Wait, did, you didn't do Blackheart. Yeah, I did. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, my gosh. Of course. You yeah. fool. I, I guess you confused me because I've got him switched. Oh, okay. I, I did Mephisto first and then Blackheart. Oh, okay. But, okay. Uh, for Ghost Rider slash Johnny Blaze, I went with uh, Taylor Kitsch. Uh, most of you will probably know him from uh, Battleship, the movie that about the board game thing that's stupid. No, Friday Night Lights, where he was decent, or uh, Savages, where he was good. John Carter. John Carter, where he w John Carter was a good movie. It just didn't make enough money. I I genuinely like that. Yeah, movie. I like that movie. I've seen it once, but I liked what I saw. Yeah. 
Or uh, um, he was in True Detective season two. Yeah, we don't where... need to go through all like all their acting. Yeah, credits. yeah but I mean, there's <laughs> he obviously... first started in a Tide commercial twenty years ago. <laughs> well, it's because people hear Taylor Kitsch and they think things like, "Oh, the dude from Battlestar, not Battlestar, Battlestar. <laughs> Battleship. Battleship Galactica." <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> the long-haired dude from Friday Night Lights. No, he's he's a good actor. Oh, X Men Origins Wolverine as Gambit. That's what you're talking about. Oh yeah, good man, choice. let's not pretend. <laughs> let's not pretend that Gambit was the worst part of that movie. He wasn't a good part of it, but <laughs> it was not the worst. Bad, though. <laughs> yeah, he was very yeah. accurately portrayed, right? No, nope. not at all. I love Gambit, and they ruined him. All right, Jacob. Um, okay. So, two things. First thing, I had a horrible time recasting this movie. Oh, man. This was the very first thing I did before I watched the movie. See, no, I had a a terribly difficult time just because I don't like it. Because I don't think it's good. And so, it's It's difficult for me to, like... It's difficult for for my brain, I think, to put in work on movies that I think suck. (laughs) So... It I was, mean, it's it a is. bad movie, but I had fun watching. I always feel I bad, guess, like I'm dragging the actors down into a sh- just a, a pile yeah. of crap. Um, <laughs> and also, I didn't know we were recasting Caretaker. I thought we were recasting Blackheart, Mephisto, uh, Roxanne, and Johnny Blaze. And Johnny Blaze. Um, so That's I fair. didn't, which is fine because I wouldn't have been able to think of anybody to replace Sam Elliott anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, starting with Roxanne. Um, I I couldn't or I, I thought of somebody uh, but it's not it's it's based on no merits other than uh, I like her acting and I think she's pretty and she looks almost exactly like her from the comics because she's totally inconsequential in the movie so if we're keeping the dialogue as is I went with Anna Sophia Robb because I saw a picture of her a couple of days ago and I was like Holy shit, she looks just like her in the comic books. Just oh blonde God. and a girl? No, she. it really is. The resemblance is fairly striking. And I don't know a ton about what Roxanne looks like in the comics. Uh, I, I've, I've researched it because I couldn't think of a character, because I couldn't think of anybody to, to replace her. So I looked it up and looked it up and looked it up. And finally, that was I saw a picture of Anna Sophia Robb on something totally unrelated. And I was like, oh shit, that looks just like her. Man, I hope your <laughs> ghostwriter is also in his 20s. Otherwise, you made the same problem Hollywood made. So. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, for my uh, Mephisto, I was trying to look. I, I didn't want to do, like, if I was keeping things the way that they were, then I didn't want to go with people who were ter- more. I wanted people that were more physically imposing, but not terribly physically imposing as far as villains go. Um, and then, so I chose uh, Ed Harris for Mephisto. Because okay. I think nice. Ed Harris, I think he's got an affable smile and hard eyes, which I think is perfect for the idea yeah, of Mephisto. He was, uh, yeah, he's a creepy dude. Yeah, yeah he was great in uh, Westworld as oh, the man yeah. in black. Ed Harris is great in most yeah. things. Yeah, uh, and he acted. He's acted with uh, Nick Cage before in <laughs> so The Rock, could, so we could deal with all that crap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I thought <laughs> really my my theme for like the the villains was uh, like hard eyes. So I went with uh, Dean Gare for Blackheart. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna have to tell me something. Yeah, that's in. fine. So he played uh, on Pretty Little Liars. He pre- <laughs> well, okay, it's not much better. He Kyle played, XY. He played Brody in Glee for a little bit. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. That's all I know him from. Wait. 
I'll show you a picture. I'll show you a picture. Yeah, show me a picture. Mostly because I thought that his face, I thought he had like more of the dead eye thing going on. And not with the spiked hair or anything, but I thought he had more of like the like hard glint in his eyes. I've seen every episode of Let Glee, and I he do in, not know who he was that in is. lots and lots and lots of Glee. In fact, I don't. Yeah, which I I only I watched Glee very briefly. Yeah, I've seen every episode. But he also, um, I think that he's he's also pretty muscular, really thick through, and I think uh, Mephisto really didn't need to be as physically oh. imposing, but I think that Blackheart, yeah, should have been. Yeah, and yes. so and this guy not only not only he's cut and he's thick, but he's also he has a really long, extensive uh, history in martial arts, and so I thought that it would have been cool to have things be a little more physical. I guess I don't know. This is kind of making it sound like a fanfic that I wrote, <laughs> but <laughs> and, then, and then and then Blackheart joins up with the hand from Defenders, and <laughs> they're all making out. It's great. <laughs> Mephisto uh, cannot hide his lust. Also, my Johnny Blaze pick is not much better. Who? Uh, I picked Kellen Lutz. Oh no! <laughs> I did. That guy is one of the worst actors I've ever seen. That's fine things. because this dialogue is terrible. I'm not trying to. Im- I'm trying to improve the watching. I'm not trying to improve the film. If if we can't change anything else about the mo- the movie, I think that he's got the look for it. So. Oh. Oh yeah, he was oh. in Twilight. He was in all three of them, baby. And the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Wait, was one... he in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake? Oh, I didn't even know that. He kills himself at the very beginning. Oh. Thank goodness. I gotta see how old Anna Sophia Roberts. Quit pronouncing names weird. Yeah, you weirdo. Is it not Anna Sophia? It's it's Anna. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it has two ends in it. <laughs> oh, um, I didn't. I thought I had one in. He is literally 10 years older than her. You Hollywood it. You Hollywooded it. It's Hollywood. It's the same as the movie, though. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> commendable, um, actually. All right. That was fun. Great. Great time I had. What, Ren? <laughs> what the hell did you pick? <laughs> Not Kellen Lutz, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for Roxanne Simpson, I wasn't going for comics accurate i was just thinking of like someone who kind of has sort of a just a girl no someone who seems like they might date johnny blaze oh, okay. or at least who plays characters like that so i went with lizzie kaplan oh okay i think she seems like an appropriate she's the kind of goth chick she's from janice mean from mean girls yeah, oh, i yeah. know who she is <laughs> all your picks are stupid in advance <laughs> big baby uh, for the caretaker, I just went with Jeff Bridges. I okay. almost went with Jeff Bridges. He that, just seems no, like such I, an obvious or, choice. Oh, no, no, no. I me. almost went with Jeff Bridges for Mephisto. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's got the cowboy thing down. Yeah. He's yeah. basically like Sam Elliott 2.0. Uh, so. He blew, um, what's his face? Uh, John Wayne's Rooster Cogburn out of the water in the Coen Brothers version of True Grit. Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't hate, know if I would agree with that. I hate John Wayne's True Grit. Oh, I love man. the Coen Brothers version. I really don't like John Wayne anyway. Yeah. I, I just don't think John Wayne's a good actor. Guys, we are in Texas right now. You know that, right? Yeah, my, this is going to break my dad's heart. <laughs> oh, boy. Let him, let him find me. All right. <laughs> um, for Mephisto, I went with David Morse. Um, he's the bad guy in Disturbia. 
Oh, oh, good pick. Yeah. That's the best pick so far, in yeah. fact. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Matt's that milker's son is <laughs> out. out the window. Uh, but yeah, he plays a great bad guy. Yeah. He's intimidating. Uh, he's great at delivering good dialogue. Unfortunately, he wouldn't get to do that here, but yeah. whatever. But his voice is like on ice all the time, too. Yeah. It's just chill. And then for Blackheart, I was going with someone who could be just a better version of Wes Bentley all the way around, uh, Casey Affleck. Oh, okay. He's got the creepy guy thing down, and he's also in Out of the Furnace. He's freaking, he's he's buff. Yeah. And uh, and he's a good actor. Yeah, yeah. He uh he made me ball my eyes out in uh, what was that movie he was just in? Won him an Oscar. Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, I I was told to watch that for months and months, and I never went and saw it. <laughs> yeah, Cried I, like a baby. Yeah, the the first time I had been to the movies in like a year and a half, and I went to go see uh, La La Land, which was worth it, but I still haven't seen Manchester by the Sea. I enjoyed la la land more yeah but i mean it's to do with the subject matter manchester yeah. by the sea is just depressing as hell yeah it's so sad um, i do like casey affleck so yeah. yeah watch list watch list and so for johnny blaze i went with ben foster he played uh angel in x3 which is <laughs> i thought you were gonna say in buffy the vampire slayer i was like is no. that who that is david boreas <laughs> <laughs> nope um, oh, okay. I can I can see that. He's good in uh, 30 Days of Night and in Alpha Dog, and he's just great at playing really crazy characters. And so for, like, the tormented, just kind of badass motorcycle-riding guy, I think he'd be perfect for that sort of role. Well, so far his best role to date is obviously Angel. Yeah. Oh, his... Wait, did he have a line of... Does he even have a line of dialogue in that movie? Um. Hey, hey, hey. It's what you want. And then he spreads his wings and flies out the window and then doesn't show up for two thirds of the movie. <laughs> Such a waste. That is a waste. Angel's a cool character. He was also in Punisher as the guy with the piercings all over his face. Yeah. Oh, shit. I, yeah. I didn't and recognize him there. he looks like meek and totally different in that yeah. movie than he does now. He's engaged to Laura Prepon. Weird. Yeah. I thought Laura Prepon was engaged to the lady from orange is the new black i don't my my brain is like 50 percent film and tv and 50 percent real life i thought she was so... a lesbian honestly no but... she just plays one you homophobes no i swear i'd heard that <laughs> yeah, somewhere i i i don't know she acts I... gay on the tv she must be gay in the real world <laughs> i but... say having made a very effeminate Wes Bentley impression for the last two hours. Oh, no, yeah, you were homophobic for, yeah, you were homophobic <laughs> for the whole thing. Why was it homophobic? The character's not gay. Wes Bentley's not gay. It's funny to me that Laura Preppen is engaged to someone who is not at all like Eric Foreman, like I would expect <laughs> yeah. in my mind for some stupid reason. <sighs> all right. Let's rate Wrap this Wrap us up, boy. boy. We gotta rate it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's wrong right, with right, you? Right. I gave it a 3 out of 10 because this movie is hot garbage. It is one step above Wonder Woman for me. One step. Because I gave step. Wonder Woman a 2 out of 10. This one gets a solid 3. It is garbage. Do not watch it. Save yourself the time. Uh, I would give it a 
for purposes of entertainment value, I give it a four. I enjoyed parts of yeah, it. Yeah, okay. What's the yeah. other one? I'd give it a four. Uh, if I have anything else that I need to do that day, anything. If I don't have the entire day off of every obligation, it's a one. It's a one. <laughs> yeah. Because it's because then it's pissing me off because it's wasting my time. Well, at least he's not dialogue. having to wake his use the movie to wake his kids up to go to their English prose <laughs> class or whatever <laughs> the hell he says. <laughs> I don't Last remember. Uh, um, I gave it a four out of ten, which is a, the same thing that I gave Wonder Woman. Um, while I do think this movie has better production value and stuff to it, uh, effects and everything, of course, because it's a more modern movie. It's also terrible, and terrible oh, so at a bad. time when good superhero movies were starting to come out. This so was it has no post... excuse for being as bad as it was. Yeah, this is post-Spider-Man 1 and 2, pre-Spider-Man 3. Yes. Yeah, not only... They had fewer bad examples. Yeah. Granted, this is <laughs> so... also post-Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Well, yeah, but they knew that was a bad movie. Yeah, they should have yeah. like learned from that and grown. <laughs> But they did not, so it gets a pretty solid 4 out of 10 from me. This is the same dude who wrote and directed Daredevil. I wanted to go a little lower, but I felt like I couldn't go any lower than I gave Wonder Woman. Yeah. See, I gave Wonder Woman a 2 out of 10, so this one gets a nice 3. Yeah. yeah. Alright, well. Thank God we got that one out of the way. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Uh, Are we... Should we announce what our plans are for uh, like moving forward as far as the order that we do movies in and such? Um, I'm 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 okay with it if you guys are. Yeah, go ahead. Um, well, yeah, starting moving forward, we're gonna start doing uh, trilogies. Um, and so, like for example, the next episode we're gonna do Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Uh, and then we're gonna which move... isn't a, a trilogy, but yeah, it's not a trilogy. We're doing but like, all the movies. Yeah, in it's sequence. a series. Yeah. Uh. We haven't worked out how exactly we're going to do the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe yet. Uh, that one we're going to have to actually talk about. But luckily, there are plenty of trilogies out there that we can do. You know, we're going to do, like, the Dark Knight trilogy, the Raimi trilogy, the original X-Men trilogy, the Wolverine trilogy. We're, there are plenty Everything. of trilogies yeah. that we're going to be able to do. Uh and so, like, you'll never have to listen to, for example, X-Men 1 and then wonder when X-Men 2 is going to come out because X-Men 2 will be the very next episode and then X-Men The Last Stand. And that's the format we want to do that way. If you, if you come in late, you say you're a new listener and you want to listen to just the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, you have all three of them right there in a row for you. And uh, Boom. so we're, we're excited for this new format we're looking yeah, forward to it just in case you weren't tired of uh ghost rider just yet <laughs> yeah i bet you can't wait <laughs> yeah spirit of vengeance it's i know gonna be i killer. can't Woo-hoo. i've heard <laughs> i've heard and i could be wrong i've heard spirit of vengeance is better than this one i have not heard anything positive about it yeah but i haven't really heard anything positive about this one either yeah. so so i'm we'll not see. sure we'll see but uh yeah thank you for listening and we look forward to seeing you guys next week